right, everybody, welcome back to another week NFL season. It is week two. We got a lot to talk about because week one was one of the craziest weeks I've ever witnessed. We have a lot of great games that happen. We even had a, a tie in there. We almost had two ties, but thankfully we only had one. And like I said, if you guys have been following along, this is the first time we are doing our picks in the ESPN Pickskin Pick'em, which is the same as the fantasy app. And it keeps track of everything. It tells you your points, you know, your win percentage, all the games you got right, all the games you got wrong, and it keeps track of your placing and everything. So I think it's super clutch. So And it, and it tells you a percentage of who's going to win that week. Or the majority of people, like 81% pick this team to win versus 19% pick this team to win. So it's very clutch. Bloodhill, welcome back. He's finally back with us this week. And we got, we got a lot to talk about, man. I'm excited. Eight and seven on my picks this week. Preston, how did, how did you do in yours? You're a no me... bueno, baby. No bueno. <laughs> Six and nine. Six and nine. They didn't count. I, I'm starting to see that they didn't count uh, the Colts and Texans because they tied. So that's a good thing. They didn't count it as a loss or a win coming I mean, as the tie. So they, they just didn't count on the picks. So that's a good thing. Gladhill, let's see. How'd you do, man? You got seven and eight. Not too bad. Not too shabby. How you feeling? Uh, kind of right in the middle. I mean, what, what I, I definitely got the Rams game wrong, which I couldn't have predicted. Um, I guess, I guess now looking back at that game, um, show I thought, okay, like you know, new, you know, new receiver, you know, O, o line, O line's kind of banged up a little bit. You know, Stafford's a little bit streaky, though incredibly talented. I should have known that. Okay, the Bills are, are, are the better football team right now. I just wasn't sure if they'd go on the road and do it. But uh, after that, yeah, Packers losing should have probably seen that one coming especially with their struggles in week one last year but uh outside of that yeah I'm, I'm not really sure feel pretty decent about it yeah I mean I think you know it's week one I I said that so many times on the on the episode last week is like you know don't stress too much don't overreact and I'm gonna say that a lot on this episode let's not overreact too much on these takes we make I know we're gonna get a little excited and 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 get a little critical on some of these teens because uh, I mean, there'll be some teams will be they'll be overly critical for I'm a good reason. Looking back at my picks right now, by the way, I What's picked up? the Cardinals. I picked the Cardinals over the Chiefs. So eh, that's, just, that's just an L right there. And I picked the Cowboys over the Bucks. Another L right there. So eh. um, right. you know, it's uh, I was a little optimistic about the Cowboys, but uh, you know, yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that. So. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, like I said, man, it's Week One. Look, nobody picked the Broncos to lose to the Seahawks. No one saw that coming. I think only one person picked the Giants. So that was that was a crazy toss-up right there. Nobody picked one person picked the Texans. And hey, it almost worked out for them. Gledhill, you were actually, if you want to feel good about yourself, you did, yes, you did pick the Cardinals. And yes, you did pick the Rams. You got that one wrong. But you were the only person, you were the lone wolf to pick the Browns to beat the Panthers. So congratulations. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, I I that one I I was actually incredibly confident in. Surprisingly. Yeah. I mean, fair enough. The one that really hurt me the most, and it's not even the Cowboys game because, you know, whatever. You guys saw me on the podcast last week. I said if the Buccaneers did win that game, like whatever. I mean, the Buccaneers are the better team anyways. We'll talk about the Cowboys in a second here. But the game that really hurt me, the one where I'm just like, man, I really should have got that pick is the Jaguars game. Man, the Jaguars, they got all the momentum in that fourth quarter, went up by multiple scores. And then, you know, credit to Carson Wentz coming back, throwing four touchdowns and Jahan Dotson just having a crazy rookie start right there as a receiver. So watch out for him. That was really the only game I, I looked at and I'm like, wow, I really like that one hurts. Like looking back on it, that one hurts. Everything else, I'm like, ah, eh, whatever, it's week one. Yeah, maybe the Bengals game a little bit hurt, considering that the only reason the Bengals lost that game is because they missed a PAT. 
which if they would have made that PAT, you know, 13 seconds left, they would have won the game. I don't think there would have been enough time for the Steelers to get in field goal range, but they did it. It got blocked. Credit to the Steelers there. And like I said, guys, (laughs) Mike Tomlin always finds a way to put them above 500. So, yeah. Uh, What's another one? Uh, Everyone picked the 49ers. Uh, They lost to the Bears. But I will say, don't overreact too much. I mean, it was a shitty weather game. We'll talk a little bit about that. But we'll recap more of these games as we go on into this week's pick. Preston, did you want to add anything else? Was there anything else that stood out to you uh, on the picks before we get on into this? Uh, No, nothing I mean, yeah, there was a lot of standouts on the picks, but I'm excited to talk about it uh, as we go through it. Um, All I know is that I lost like three games or I lost like four games this week by three points or less. So like I got all of the close games wrong. Yeah, that's what screwed me over. So you live and you learn, I guess, huh? Okay, well, Preston, you had a busy weekend. Uh, You you weren't able to watch. The chunk of the games, uh, I was able to text you and kind of keep you updated with the some of the big stuff that happened. But nonetheless, you got to go to SoFi and you broke even. Or I guess you didn't break it. You broke. You, you went up. You're up 2-1 now on the SoFi record. You're 2-1 at yes, SoFi. Yes, you guys sir, beat the Raiders. Let's talk a little bit about the Chargers. Uh, you know, they're going in. The, we're, we're, and we're, I guess we can just go into this game as well. And I'll let you start. They're playing the Chiefs, the division rival. Chargers looked really good last week. You were there at the game, kind of see everything. My biggest takeaway of it, and I'll talk a little bit about it when I make the pick, but my biggest takeaway from that game, the Chargers defense. The Chargers defense outplayed the Chargers offense, which I think is very scary because all things considered, the Chargers have Justin Herbert, they have Keenan Allen, they have all those boys up offense. Can't forget about what they did on the defensive side of the ball. I think the fact that their defense played so good week one and their offense was just kind of, you look at it and say, okay, it was a good offense game, but it wasn't like a spectacular offensive game. It was all about their defense. So I think that's a little bit scary going into this season, knowing that that first week of the season, the Chargers defense outplayed the offense. What did you think? Yeah, I, dude, I am so excited for this season. Um, and there was a lot of things that we could tighten up after last game. Uh, Keenan Allen went out, you know, towards the tail end of that first quarter um, or beginning of the second, can't remember. But he started off hot. And, you know, losing him is huge because our depth at wide receiver isn't that great. Um, you know, and and honestly, we don't have the best tight ends either. But Herbert was just slinging that thing. We had some players step up. And Khalil Mack was an absolute monster. You know, he recorded three sacks in his debut. That's the Khalil Mack, you know, we love and we miss. That guy, that guy's a monster. Okay, straight up. He's going to be a game changer for us. Uh, on top of that, we don't have J.C. Jackson yet. J.C. Jackson hopefully will play. I'm not sure if he's going to play Thursday, but if not, I think he's going to be back by week three. So super excited, super excited. That's all I got to say. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, I guess I'll just have you start the Chargers. They're going on the road. They're going to be playing in Arrowhead. And I guess you could say that the Chiefs kind of had a flawless game uh, against the Cardinals. Patrick Mahomes, five touchdowns, gets AFC Offensive Player of the Week for good reason. He's looking to come in. And like I said, I'm going to back off. I'll talk a little bit more about it when I pick. But just how are you kind of feeling about this game going, you know, going, you played the Raiders and they fought really hard. You were still able to win some things you can clean up, like you said, but how do you see this game playing out? And then also what is the spread? So chiefs are favored by three and a half. Uh, not surprisingly. Uh, one thing about the chargers is they tend to play pretty good on the road. Uh, all things considered mainly because, you know, their stadium at home, it usually this weekend, it actually surprisingly felt like a, a, a home stadium. And that's saying something because we have a lot of Raiders fans in LA. So we're starting to build a culture uh, in Los Angeles, which is super exciting. 
So we actually do have a little bit of home field this season. But with that being said, because it's not like extreme like home field advantage, uh, we usually do pretty well on the road just because we're used to that crowd noise from the opposing team. But I'm confident. I think they're going to do well this weekend, and I think they're going to beat the Chiefs in a, in a close game. Yeah. I'm going to say, uh, as far as my score goes, I'm going to say, I don't think it's going to be crazy high score, and I actually think, you know, we're going to struggle a, a little bit on offense without Keenan Allen. He's going to be out. Uh, but I think our defense is going to play really well um, against the Chiefs. So I'm going to say 24-21. Also got to mention, Preston, I don't know if you saw this earlier, but I, I saw it, you know, not too long ago. Uh, their rookie corner that they drafted, Trent McDuffie, is going to be act out too. So, and I know a lot of people were, were going to be excited to see that Keenan Allen and Trent McDuffie matchup. Not going to be able to see it that first matchup. So, you know, all things considered, maybe it's a little bit of an outlier right there for both teams. And uh, they're, they'll just be coming in even. So, uh, Gledhill, we've been talking a little bit. So, I'll give you some time to talk a little bit about that game last week with the Raiders and the Chargers. And then, obviously, the Chiefs just having a flawless victory. Yeah, I mean the Chiefs looked amazing. Um, you know, I don't, I don't really, <clears throat> I don't really have a ton to say on either of those games. I kind of was, was checking in on those throughout the day. I, would, I can't say I was surprised that the Raiders struggled a little bit. You know, new coach. Um, you know, there's a reason I kind of picked the Chargers there. Second year under Brandon Staley, uh, defense is a lot better this year. You know, I, I kind of figured that you know, Herbert was going to be ready to go at home as well. So, you know, I, I think I was a little bit shocked by some of the turnovers that the Raiders had. I thought Derek Carr was was going to make a few more plays down the stretch, um, but it unfortunately it didn't happen. But not shocked with that Chargers pick there. The Chiefs, you know, going on the road and, and just kind of humiliating the Cardinals, uh, that definitely was more of a surprise to me. But, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not really sure. I think with, with all the drama going on in this offseason with the Cardinals, and it, I, I'm, I'm a little bit worried for what they got going down, down in Arizona right now because – you know, Cliff Kingbury has kind of shown over the course of his career that, you know, he gets off to hot starts and then things kind of cool off for him down the stretch and his teams don't usually play well toward the end of the season. That that happened again last year. Cardinals were, you know, the best team in football through eight games. And then, you know, the wheels kind of came off there toward the end, limped into the playoffs, had that humiliating defeat against the Rams. This is a team that I'm a little bit worried. I'm a little bit worried for them this year, especially in a really tough division. You know, and Seattle doesn't look like they're going to be an absolute pushover um, like we thought they would be without, without Geno played this week. So I'm a little worried about them. But um, the Chiefs, I still think I, I don't. I don't want us to go too crazy on them. I don't think like some people are saying they're the best team in football going into this week. Some are saying you know they're right there with the Bills, like neck and neck. I really don't think so. I still think there's holes on holes on this roster. I think they're for sure a top ten team, probably close to top five. I think you could probably put them in the top five, honestly, like the back end of it. But I don't think they're the best team in football. That's an overreaction from last week. Still think the Bills are the best team. I think the Chargers are better than the Chiefs right now. And I think that the Chargers are going to be able to go on the road and get the job done. I'd love to see what you think, Eric. But I, I think the Chargers are a lot better on the defensive side of the ball. And they feel like a more complete team right now. Now, now in the postseason, though, I'm not really sure because that, that, that tends to be when, when Mahomes and Andy Reid, you know, they, they tend to step up and kind of figure things out. And I, I would maybe give them the edge over a younger coach and younger quarterback. But, uh, you know, week two, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. I'm going I'm to pick the Chargers. I'm going to agree with Preston. I'd be surprised if all three of us go Chargers here. I, I, I'm guessing you might go Chiefs, Eric, but uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Chargers. 31-27. Gladhill. 
That was great, man. That was awesome. Uh, you actually read my mind because I actually am picking the Chiefs to win this game now because I'm not going to overreact. Gledhill, I think, I think you're sleeping on them a little bit. I think you're sleeping on them a little bit. Preston, I know you have respect for Mahomes and everything, and I know Gledhill, you do too, but I think you're sleeping on them a little bit, Gledhill. This is what I think about the Chiefs, bro, and, and this is not even like – I just really thought about this when I was watching them towards the Cardinals. You know, I finally have NFL Red Zone now uh, full-time so I could watch all the games, which is great. And I was thinking about this when I was watching that game. A lot of it could also be, you know, Cardinals. I'm not really high on them this year anyways. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Their schedule is very brutal. I think this is the end of Cliff Kingsbury. And Kyler Murray, great, solid quarterback, but I already said what I said about him being a little overrated. Point is, I think this Tyreek Hill leaving situation is perfect for Patrick Mahomes growth as a quarterback in maturity. I think like I would not be surprised if the Chiefs go back to the Super Bowl this year because of how good Patrick Mahomes is and because of how good Andy Reid is. Honestly, like I wouldn't be surprised. And, th- and I'm saying this as not an overreaction because I think this is possible. Like all the hype is around the Chargers, all the hype's around the Bills this year. Everyone knows the Chargers are going to be really good with that roster. Everybody knows the Bills are going to be the favorite. I mean, hell, they just beat the hell out of the Rams on Thursday night football and embarrassed them. They should easily be the Super Bowl favorites right now. No doubt about it. Playoffs. When it comes to playoffs, it's different. Josh Allen hasn't been able to beat Mahomes in the playoffs yet. Justin Herbert hasn't even been to the playoffs. Now, it's not his fault that he hasn't been to the playoffs. He's definitely going to go to the playoffs this year, and we'll see what happens. It's going to be a gauntlet. But Mahomes has been there plenty of times. He's been the fourth straight AFC championships. He's won an MVP, and he's the best quarterback in football. This will allow him to, like Preston was saying, kind of learn how to get first downs, learn how to run the offense a little bit different, learn how to make more adjustments because you don't have Tyreek there airing out the offense anymore, right? You can't make the big plays downfield. You can't chunk it. And when he did that last year, he went into a little bit of a slump and they paid for it, okay? I think the Chiefs get better as the season goes on. That's why I think that they're going to be really good down the stretch. Now, I don't care if they don't have Tyreek Hill. I don't care if maybe you think they have a couple holes in their roster compared to last year. I think this will be Patrick Holmes' best year of his career because he has to play with probably the worst roster he's ever played with, with the Kansas City Chiefs. That's my opinion. Uh, as far as this game, I'm going to pick the Chiefs just because, uh, I mean, it's a toss-up game and they're at home. I mean, that's really all I have to say about it. I think both of these teams will split. I'm going to probably pick the Chargers in LA, even though if they don't have any home field advantage. Both these teams are going to split. I'm just going to take the Chiefs the first game because, hell, why not? You know, uh, I think it's a toss up. Anything can happen. Wouldn't be surprised if the Chargers do come out hot, win this game, and then the Chiefs get them back. Then, you know, that same game because they'll be hotter down the stretch. I think this is going to be a game winning field goal type game. I think Patrick Mahomes is going to put them in position. Uh, Justin Herbert's going to make enough plays, uh, but I think Patrick Mahomes will have the ball last and he'll put him in position. I got 31 to 30. Chiefs get the job, job done. I'm excited for this game, though. Uh, I think a lot of people are going to pick the Chargers. I'm a, I think it's a little disrespectful right here that 81% have picked the Chiefs and only 19% picked the Chargers. That That's blasphemy, bro, okay? It, it is in no way an easy game for any of these teams, right? Like, this should be like a 50-50 game. That's disrespectful. I mean, Preston, did, did you have do you have anything else to say to that? I know, I know you're kind of smiling. Did you think I was going to pick the Chiefs? Yeah, I'm glad you did, because if all three of us pick the Chargers, you know the Chiefs would win. True. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Um, yeah, I agree. 81% is blasphemous. That's blasphemous, bro. That is crazy. Yeah, I know. I think it's going to be a very high-paced game. I'm, I'm really interested to see how 
the defense of the Chargers matches up with the offensive tempo of the Chiefs because the Chiefs, man, I mean, like I said, when I tell you it was a perfect game, they had 66 offensive plays and 33 first downs. So they were they were moving the ball well. Mahomes just looked really comfortable out there. And now he's going to have his hands full. So if you're the Chiefs and you're Andy Reid, you got to know that that Chargers team isn't going to be that like that Cardinals team. They're not going to they're not going to let you go up that much and you can take your foot off the gas pedal. You got to be ready to play the whole damn game. So uh, I think it's going to be like one of those barn burner type games. And that's all I got to say about it. Let's move on into the next game. Oh gosh. Uh, Preston, I think this might be in the running for AIDS game of the week. We have the New York jets going on the road to play the Cleveland Browns. Uh, you know, let me, let me make sure, let me double check. This is, there's not anything else. Yeah, no. Yeah, this is it. So, Preston, take us away. Let's go. You know what to do. I'm not. Wait, let me look. Let me look. I, I don't know if that's this is the AIDS game of the week. The Browns, hey, they might not be that bad this year, okay? They still got that running game. Bro, they still got a little bro, bit of defense. Joe Flacco versus Jacoby Brissett. Oh, Joe Flacco. That's right. Oh, it's not Zach Wilson. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, okay. 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 If it's not them, I do have a, I do have a, uh, a suggestion. Maybe Panthers and Giants. But Giants won last week, and they looked pretty Giants good. Giants are exciting. Saquon looks good. Yeah, Giants won last week. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'll give it to you. Jets, Browns. This def- Okay, AIDS game of the week. You know, Joe Flacco versus Jacoby Brissett. I mean, that's that's enough said right there. That solidifies that one. Um, as far as the spread goes, let's see. We've got the Browns favored by five and a half, which I think that's a pretty good spread. Yeah. Yeah, well, um, you know, Jets last week, they went and they played the Ravens. The Ravens look phenomenal, just like I thought. Lamar looks like he's ready for an MVP caliber season again. In my opinion, he's trying to get that contract. He's playing with a chip on his shoulder. Um, And the Browns, you know, they won that close game against Carolina. So props to them for being able to win a close game. I'm just going to go ahead and say I got the Browns in this game. I think it's a relatively easy pick. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say... The Browns win, but the Jets cover uh, 26 to 23. Yeah, I mean, if there's one thing I learned from last week is the Browns defense is still going to be very good. You know, all things considered, Baker Mayfield, I do give him props in that game because he started really bad. He looked like the bad Baker Mayfield of last year. And then towards the end of that game, he came up clutch hit Robbie Anderson for some for a deep touchdown, put them back in a position, even took the lead. And I was like, okay, that's more of the Baker Mayfield we know. And I was really pulling for them to, to win that game. I think that was honestly, Bloodhill, I know you were saying you were shocked that you know everybody was so high on the Panthers. And I think a big reason was that was because of the Baker Mayfield revenge game. That I was all in on that. And I just thought Cleveland was a mess. I still think Cleveland has a lot of things to, to work on right now. Uh, you know, I just think it's, I still think it's a mess over there. But they get a little bit of a you know easier week right here as they play the Jets, who the Jets are probably the worst team in the NFL right now in everyone's power rankings with Zach Wilson gone and Robert Sala having a lot of pressure right now to get a damn win. I mean, come on now. Uh, 93% are picking the Cleveland Browns. I'm going to go on that too. Uh, but Preston, I actually think they are going to cover. I don't think this game is going to be that close. Uh, but I don't think it's going to be like, I don't think it's going to be an exciting game either. I have the Browns winning. Uh, I think they're going to run all over this Jets defense. And I'm going to say that the Browns win. Let's go 24 to 16. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, uh, we don't, I don't need to talk much about this one. I'll, um, I'll echo the same, same points as you guys. I got the Browns winning this one. They still got the run game. They still got Miles Garrett back there. I overall still like their defense. Uh, I like their coach too, Kevin Stefanski. I think he's, he's underrated going into this year, especially because of all the noise there with Deshaun Watson. Um, I think, I think we forget how good of a coach, uh, Kevin Stefanski is, um, are they a playoff team? Who knows? But if they win this game, they're two and zero for the first time since 1993, when Bill Belichick was there. So, I, I think when they when they won last week, it was first first one and zero start since 2004. So, crazy. Um, they're gonna win though. Man, I, I I'm I'm disappointed because I I want to see the Jets finally get some wins here, but no Zach Wilson for a couple more weeks. It looks like. Got a lot of talent on their roster, but I, I still question coaching a little bit. I feel bad for Robert Sala in a way because it's 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 hard to win games when you don't have, have your quarterback in there. But it's, it's a tough league, I guess. Um, I'm gonna take the Browns though, twenty to ten. Yeah, I mean that that's a very twenty to ten type game for sure. Let's move on to the next one because I think I'm I'm really interested to see what you guys think about this one. This one's a toss-up. I honestly like him going back and forth with it and uh, didn't get this one team to win last week. Uh, I, I picked them against them, and they actually ended up winning. Uh, but we got the Washington Commanders. They're going on the road. They're playing the Detroit Lions. This one is close with the percentage-wise. 51% have picked the Commanders. 49% have picked the Lions. Preston, what is the spread in this game? So interesting spread, right? Um, the Lions were favored by one and a half, but it just got boosted to two and a half. Okay. Uh, I'll have to see if there's any like lingering injuries. I mean, I'm sure it's just, you know, it's just the, the week and fluctuating with the spread, but you never know. I'll have to double check. Nothing major that I know of injury wise. All I can say is, uh, I, and I guess I'll start this one. All I can say is the lions looked really good last week in a loss. I think they were probably, I would have to double check, but they probably look like the best team that lost last week. Uh, you know, they lost 38 to 35. They scored 35 points. They lost, they lost the game. And I get it. Maybe Philadelphia took their foot off the gas pedal a little bit late in that game. But nonetheless, I liked what I saw. I mean, I think we can kind of be certain that no matter how bad or how good the Lions end up being this year, we know that Dan Campbell's competitive and he wants to win. They want to make every game tough. Biggest thing about the Lions so far, their run game is going to be dangerous this year. DeAndre Swift is poised for a breakout season. He was running all over this Philadelphia defense. And that Philadelphia defense is really good. They got some solid additions this offseason. So that it's not like they were running on some scrubs right there. They're running on a good defensive front. So credit to the Lions, man. They get another home game right here. Washington. I got to give Carson Wentz some credit. Uh, I know, you know, there's a lot of hate around him. And I think this is like, I think he's playing with the chip on his shoulder, knowing that this is his last chance as a starter, which is really exciting because, you know, he got his shot with the Eagles coming back. He got a shot with the Colts last year. Didn't work out. Sold at the end of the season, uh, just kind of had a mediocre end. But this year, he comes in hot, throws four touchdowns, two interceptions. You know, he got everyone involved. Curtis Samuel, Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson twice. He got all his receivers involved. And I'm excited to see how this commander's offense can function. We already know that their defense is going to be solid. With Ron Rivera up there, I mean, they're, they're going to be a defensive-minded team regardless. So this is an interesting matchup. I hate that I have to start it because I really don't know how everybody's going to say, uh, like any, everybody's going to like pick these games. I'll start it. You want to start it? I'll start it. Yep. Okay, man. Um, go ahead. I'm, I'm just going to go out and say the Lions are going to win this game. 
Well, I'm going to agree with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like what you said about the run game. I think they'll get a, I, I think when Jared Goff is a run game, I think he plays a lot better. So, uh, and I love Amon Ross St. Brown. You got Panay Sewell there on the offensive line. Man, I wouldn't bet this game, though. The Lions are two and a half point favorites. Uh, first time that the Lions have been favorites in 24 games, which is pretty interesting. I think the last time was November of 2020 when they played a PJ Walker led Panthers team, COVID year. But I'm going to take the Lions. I believe in this team. I believe in Dan Campbell. I really hope they don't fall to 0-2. I want to see them get in the win column early on in the season. Really, really rooting for him here. And even though I'm, I'm a Carson Wentz guy too, I like to, I want to see him play well as, as well. I think he's a better quarterback than people give him credit for. I'm a very big fan of, of kind of mid-tier quarterbacks proving themselves to be better than that. That's why I'm a uh, Derek Carr fan. So I'm going to take the Lions. Let's go 30-23. You know what, Gladhill? I was going to pick the Lions regardless, and it's not because you picked them, so I'm going to agree with you. I was actually going to pick them. I was going back and forth with this, but I am going to ultimately pick the Lions. As you were talking about a little more, I started thinking about it. I have more confidence as I'm picking this game. I'm going to pick the Lions. I liked how they looked in the loss last week, and I thought Jacksonville could have won that game uh, against Washington. You know, they they kind of sold down that last possession and a couple of those last defensive possessions. I Don't get me wrong. I love the way Carson Wentz looked last week. He did throw a couple picks uh, late in the game, but they looked good, right? They looked really good. I think it's not going to be easy to say that the Eagles are going to win the NFC East when you got the commanders right there too. So no disrespect to Carson Wentz and this team, how they played. But if the Jacks can keep up with them, I think the Lions are better being at home. I think they can win this game. I got the Lions winning a close one. I don't think it's going to be as high scoring as you said, Gledhill. I'm going to say that the Lions win. Yeah, let's go 23 to 20. Preston? Yeah. Okay. So this is an interesting pick for me because I think Vegas is trying to do a little trickery with the spread here. I think they're trying to get people to bet on the lions um, and then Washington's going to win. But I genuinely think that the, my reasoning to pick the lions would be they started off own one, right? I know Dan Campbell's going to have them fired up this game because they do not want to start own two. I know that team's passionate. They want to win games this year. They have expectations. They do not want to start own two. The Commanders, 1-0, and all right, you know, they got to come play in Detroit. I don't know if they're going to start out so hot. So for that reason, I'm going to go with the Lions, but I would not be surprised if the Commanders won this game. I'm going to say Lions win in a in a game with no defense, 33-30. to Yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the harder games to pick this week. So I'll be pulling for them, Lions. We'll, we'll see what happens. We got another tough one right here. Division rival showdown. We have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going on the road to play the New Orleans Saints. 80% on this have picked the Tampa Bay to win and 20% to New Orleans. So, Preston, what is the spread in this game? Buccaneers are favored by two and a half. Buccaneers are favored by two and a half. Now, I think it's uh, good to mention that Tom Brady has never beat the Saints since he's been with the Buccaneers. And it always seems like the game that you think they're finally going to do it they end up losing again. I don't know what it is. I, I, I really don't know what it is. You know, it's going to be a, a, a close spread and everything. Uh, you know, when these two teams play, these two teams are going to be fine for the division. Let's talk a little bit about that game last week uh, between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. Now, we'll get on the Cowboys a little bit. Let's just strictly focus on Tampa Bay. Defense looked good. Julio Jones looked good. Chris Godwin got hurt. That's a big blow. He's going to be out this week. Mike Evans looked good. Leonard Fournette looked good, but 
when you look at everything, they scored 19 points. How much of it was bad Dallas and good Tampa Bay? And to answer that question, I really don't know. Uh, I think Tampa Bay went in there and they took care of business. Tom Brady didn't have to have a good game to, to beat the Cowboys on Sunday night football in their home stadium. He didn't really have to do anything. He did what he did to win the game. That, that's all he did. Uh, so honestly, I'm not, I, I can't really make a, a fair judgment on how Tampa Bay is going to be this year. Honestly, uh, I don't think they proved anything crazy, but I also don't think that they did anything wrong either. They went in there, they took care of business. They shut down the Cowboys atrocious offense to three points. They did what they had to do against a bad team and they won the game. This will be a bigger test. They're playing a much better defense, in my opinion. Uh, I think the Saints have a really good defense now. They were a little shaky last week against the Falcons. They had a comeback, classic Atlanta chokers. Uh, but Jameis Winston brought him back. Michael Thomas looks to be back. If he can stay healthy, that's going to be really dangerous with that receiving core. And Jarvis Landry had a sneaky good game as well. So I think the Saints are only going to continue to look better. Gledhill, do you want to start this one? I mean, that the Saints are favorite or the Buccaneers are favorite. Will Tom Brady finally beat the Saints? Well, first of all, I, I, if I create a list of games I wouldn't bet this week, this one would probably be at the top of it as well. And I mentioned earlier, Chargers-Chiefs game, maybe I wouldn't bet that one. Um, I don't know. Honestly, like all these spreads, it's so hard to, to pick. Um, I'm staying away from all these games, but this would probably be at the top of the list. I have no clue what to expect in the game. Um, I like what you said about, you know, really, you know, we may not be able to get, you know, a fair evaluation of the Buccaneers as a team. Uh, given what happened last week, just because of how bad the Cowboys were, they dominated that game from start to finish. It seemed like you know Dak was always getting hit. Dak was always you know rushing and for you know making a bad throw or something. That that defense was just suffocating the Dallas offense all game. Um, CD Lamb wasn't very impactful. Which how is he going to be super impactful when he's the only reliable target in the in the offense right now? Um, but anyways, not going to go on and on about that game. I think the Saints are underrated. The fact that they were down 16 points in Dennis Allen's first game, Michael Thomas back, hauled in a couple of uh, fourth-quarter touchdown passes. He also got Jarvis Landry. And, and watch out for, uh, for Chris Olave there, the rookie. Uh, I think he'll, he'll make an impact this year. Had a few catches last week. Also like the run game with Kamara. And, and, you know, they have a defensive coach, a guy who's, who's been coaching the defense for a bit. I think they stepped up and, you know, played, played well toward the end of that game, too, when the pressure was, was on, uh, even though the Falcons kind of got out earlier. So it's a tough game to pick, especially give, given the Saints' uh, sort of dominance over the Bucks the last couple of years. I'm going to take the Buccaneers. I think Todd Bowles is going to come up with a good plan to limit the Saints offensively. I think he may force a couple of Jameis turnovers. And I think the Bucks are going to do just enough on the offensive side to win this game. It's going to be, you know, I think we may see a lot of turnovers in this one. Relatively low scoring game. I think the Bucks are going to win 24 to 21. Close division game. Again, wouldn't bet this one. Could go either way. But I'm going to take the Buccaneers to get this one done. Preston, does Tom Brady finally beat the Saints? I feel like I say this every time these two teams play each other. I think so. Um, I think he's finally going to get it done this time. And I think he's going to ride that Buccaneers defense. I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. Um, I don't expect Tom Brady to come out slinging it. I expect Tampa Bay to run the football. And I expect, you know, New Orleans to try and play through Jameis. Hopefully Jameis doesn't hold the ball uh, too long like he did last week. He took a couple of unnecessary sacks last week. 
So hopefully he looks for, you know, his running backs underneath. Hopefully, you know, they're able to stretch the field a little bit with Chris Olave on the outside. And then, uh, you know, he can keep getting Michael Thomas the ball. This Saints team looks fired up, though. I will give you that. They look fired up. They look motivated. I wouldn't be surprised if they won. And I wouldn't be surprised if they won one big. But um, I don't know. My gut's telling me to go with Tampa Bay. I think this is the time that Tom Brady gets it done. Uh, he, You know, they got that rust buster out in week one. Luckily, they were able to uh, to come out with a win against a Cowboys team that didn't look so hot um, offensively. And, you know, I think that Bucks defense is, is going to make it really tough for Jameis and they're going to get to the quarterback. So I'm going to go ahead and say low scoring game. Let's go 16 to 13. I am praying. I am praying that the Buccaneers win this game because I'm going to pick them to win this game. And I swear... I, every time I think that they're Tom Brady's finally going to beat the Saints in a Buccaneers jersey, it never happens. The exact opposite happens. The Saints shut him down. He has one of the worst games of, of the year. And it's just like, oh, my gosh. Well, there's the Saints championship defense right there. Come on, Tom Brady. You've got to beat him at one point. This has to be it. Look, I know I said that the Buccaneers are going to struggle to start the season because uh, they, they have a pretty tough schedule to start the season. But I think they'll catch fire anyways. But I'm I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna pick him again. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick him to or not again because I didn't pick him last week. But I'm gonna pick him this week to beat the Saints. So if the Saints win, I'm actually gonna be pretty pissed because uh, I really want Tom Brady to finally beat them. So we'll see what happens. Next game we have the Carolina Panthers. They're going on the road to play the New York Giants. The Giants, Brian <laughs> Brian Dable, man, he had some balls going for that two point conversion. I respect him. Obviously, lots to talk about. Saquon Barkley had a breakout game. That was awesome for him uh, to see it. And uh, Preston, I know you were saying in the group chat that uh, you didn't think the Giants did anything crazy. It was more of the Titans uh, just being a little bit fraudulent this year, which I think it's a little bit of both. Uh, I don't think the Giants are going to back down from anybody. We even said last week that they're going to be competitive. And we thought that that spread last week was about five points. We thought it was a uh, we thought the Giants were going to could have been able to cover for sure because you know, no matter what, they're going to be competitive. Uh, but they ended up winning the game. And I just want to say a little disclaimer on that game. We'll talk a little bit more about it when we get to the Titans. But Ryan Tannehill did everything he could for them to win that game. He put them in position, threw an absolute dime, put him in field goal range. Randy Bullock missed the kick, okay? It is what it is. The Giants won the game. Don't blame Tannehill for that game at all. The Giants had a really good game. It was week one. And the Titans... Yeah, maybe they got a little bit conservative at the end with some play calling. But credit to the Giants that they won that game. Now they're coming in. They're playing a Panthers team that coming off a tough loss. They also lost uh, on a game-winning field goal. Baker Mayfield, shaky start, better ending, still lost the game. Uh, so I don't really know how to feel about this Panthers team this year. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and pick this one. A lot of people think that the Giants had a fraudulent win last week, which, I mean, eh. I don't know how I feel about it, but going home, I I, I think I'm going to regret this one, but I'm going to pick the Giants again. I'm, I'm going to take the Giants to win this game. Uh, not confident in it. Honestly, I, I could end up having a really bad week on these picks, but you know what? I'm a little bit ahead of Preston and Gledhill, so I'll pick the Giants because I feel like I feel like Preston's going to pick the Panthers, so I got the, <laughs> I got the Giants winning. Let's go. You know, both the every time these two teams play, it's always it's always pretty high scoring and competitive. So I'm going to say that the Giants win 28 to 26, close game. Preston, did you know that the Giants are actually favored in this game? Really? Oh yeah, I forgot to ask you that. 
Giants are favored by two. I'm okay. still not I'm still not confident. So 55% of people picked the Panthers on um on Pigskin. Ah, I did not like the way the Panthers looked in week one. I'm scared. I'm scared for them this year. Um I, I don't think they're gonna do well. I think what's his name? The head coach, he's on his way out. Um I'm blanking. What's the name of the Panthers head coach? The guy from Baylor. Oh, Matt Rule. Matt Rule. Matt Rule. Yeah, I think Matt Rule's probably not going to be there much longer. Nope. Uh, credit, big credit to the Giants coaching staff. You know, like you like you mentioned, I I do think the Titans. You know, I think the Titans are fraudulent this year for sure. I think the entire AFC South is bad this year. But I'm going to give credit where credit is due. They are finally getting the ball to Saquon in good situations. If you watched any games, Saquon's first four years, you will notice that every time he touches the ball, he's in a terrible situation. They do a terrible job getting him the ball. And there's times when he's open and they don't get him the ball. So they're finally getting Saquon the ball and they were able to play through Saquon and they had an offense. That's crazy. And their defense, you know, you know, they, they were mediocre, but they kept them in a position to win the game and they played through Saquon. So keep playing through Saquon. If they can keep playing through Saquon, you know, I think they'll do well. And against a team like the Panthers who uh, don't have an amazing linebacking core, uh, you know, I think Saquon's going to feast. I think, you know, Panthers struggle to make tackles in the open field. And I think Saquon is going to have a really good game. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to pick the Giants as well. I'm going to say the Giants win uh, 22 to 20. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Everything they said, it's it's nice to see Saquon getting involved. And I do apologize. I know I'm slow with my words today. It's just because I'm clogged up. I have a little bit of allergies going on. So if I sound a little under their weather, that's why. Glad Hill, who do you got? Um, you know what? I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna differ from you guys. I got the Panthers winning this game. There we go. Yeah, I I feel like part of this is I need to get a game back on you, Eric. I feel like this might be the one to do it. Um, if you had gone Panthers, I may have kind of gone the other way here, but I think uh, I think this is this isn't a good football team, but it's not an atrocious one either. I still like some pieces on their defense. I, I think I think they have a quarterback advantage there with Baker. I think he got some some good weapons on offense. Uh, is DJ more healthy? Uh, I'm sure he's healthy, right? I mean, is that? Yeah, uh, yeah, he I mean, he had a quiet game. It was more Robbie Anderson, but I mean, it's also the Panthers offense too, so. Um I'm not confident in it either. I'm going to I'm going to take the Panthers though. I I honestly don't have much of a rationale for it, but I do want to differ from you guys here and I think Baker's going to have a really good game. So, let's go uh 23 to 17. Panthers get it done. Yeah, and that will be really big for them because I forgot to mention this. The Panthers have now lost eight straight games dating back to last season, so they are desperate for a win right now. That's the longest active streak in the NFL. They they need a win. They need to get it done here, and this is a perfect opportunity against a Giants team that has also been pretty mediocre in the regular season over the past few years, so we'll see. Next game, we have the New England Patriots. They're going on the road to play the Pittsburgh Steelers. Preston, what is the spread in this game? The Patriots are favored by one. Wow, interesting spread. What? That what? that can't be right. What? Are you serious? Yeah, dead. No dead way. Serious. The Patriots are favored. Yeah, they're favored by one. They're minus one twenty for the money line. No words. 
No words. Uh, Mac Jones. I mean, I think that's crazy because Mac Jones got banged up last week, uh, and they said he's questionable. But I'm, I, I thought he was going to play, so I'm assuming that they're favored. He's definitely going to play. You look, I get it. T.J. Watt originally it was a t- toward pectoral, but they said it didn't require surgery, so he's probably only going to be out like six to eight weeks, which is a really good sign for them because I thought that was a terrible loss. Obviously, defensive player of the year, but he's okay. And even if he is out, like, I mean, the Patriots did not look good last. They, they scored seven points against the Dolphins. Uh, Belichick proved that he still can't win in Miami. No, they didn't show me anything good at all in that game. That, that, and the Steelers looked really good last week. So, yeah, I don't, I don't get that spread at all. But, uh, Preston, you can go ahead and start this game. Yeah, this game's in Pittsburgh. This spread doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, 75% of people have picked the Steelers. Vegas, I don't know what you're doing, what you're trying to pull, if you're just trying to mess people up. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to pick the Patriots. I'm switching my pick. <laughs> you know? What? Uh, bro, think about it, bro. Everybody in their baby mama is going to be betting on the Steelers this week. Vegas knows something we don't. I'm taking the Patriots to win this game. Patriots win 21-17. to Mac Jones throws three picks. Want to pick six, and the Steelers shut down the freaking Patriots. This is an easy one for me. Give me 21 to 10. Glad Hill. Uh, yeah, Steelers are going to win this one. Um, I, I have no confidence the Patriots can, can put up any points right now. So for that reason, I'm going Pittsburgh. I think I, I, I don't want people getting too high on the Steelers either. I, I think last week's win against the Bengals, I mean, the, the Bengals had to turn it over five times and a PAT had to get blocked for this game to go into overtime for, and for the Steelers to have a chance to win this one. So while I do think they can continue to create turnovers on the defensive side of the ball, I, th- I think they got a lot of holes on offense. And Mitchell Trubisky is their quarterback. At some point, you know, the question has to be posed, you know, when do you get Kenny Pickett in here? Because he started four years. He, he started, you know, 50 plus games played in that stadium in Pittsburgh. At some point you gotta give him a shot. You gotta see, you know, see what he's all about. I think they will at some point this year. But for now, you know, I don't think they're that great of a team. I think they'll get it done on the defensive side, but this is gonna be like like other Steelers teams where they're not easy to beat for anybody. Like they're they're gonna be a tough out for any even if they played the Bills right now, they're they'd be a tough out. They'd be scrappy. They'd make it a close game, but they don't have the firepower on offense to really, you know, make this like to go deep in the playoffs or anything right now. So I think they're going to take care of the Patriots, though. I think they'll create turnovers. I think the Patriots are still a mess offensively. It showed last week. Steelers win easily, twenty-two to eight. I don't know. Um, yeah, but but it's interesting though. The Patriots are favored. I'm sure a lot of that has to do with T.J. Watt being out because uh, we know how big of an impact he can make. So yeah, I, I probably wouldn't. You know, again, this is why I don't would, would never bet on games because uh, I have no idea. You know, like, like, like you said about how Vegas knows something we don't. It seems to be the case. So, so twenty twenty two to eight. That's what we're going with. Yeah, I wonder if that would be a score got me. You'll have to look that up and let me know. That's a very very weird score. I'm here for it, man. Next game, we have the Indianapolis Colts. They're going on the road to play the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Preston, what is the spread in this game? We know that the, the Jaguars, anytime they do beat the Colts, it's always in, uh, it's in Jacksonville. Colts are, uh, favored by four. Okay. Colts are favored by four. 89% are picking them. 
Mm, I mean, I, I like I said, that was probably the the one that hurt the most on the pick last week. I really do. I mean, I really wish I would have got that one. Them being the Commanders, it almost happened. Ah, it almost happened, but it, it didn't. But I mean, hey, let's talk about the Colts, man. They didn't look all that good against the Texans. They tied. Matt Ryan pretty much had a mediocre game, one touchdown, one pick, but he threw like 300-something yards, so I guess, I mean, congratulations. Uh, I don't know. Preston, you might be onto something about him being washed. I, I'm not going to overreact too much because it was only week one. I still think the Colts are the better football team. It just kind of sucks because knowing that they played that bad against the Texans, and maybe the Texans won't be that bad this year, but knowing that they played that bad the first week, had to come back. You know, Jonathan Taylor did his thing, but the fact that it was that close and, you know, they they tied, a part of me thinks that they're just going to come out into Jacksonville and destroy the Jaguars. Like that, like that's just a part of me that says that. Now, uh, I know I get it. Jacksonville always beats the Colts in Jacksonville, but I'm going to take the Colts, man. I think the Colts are going to have a bounce back week. I think they're going to look much better offensively. I, I like this. I still think this Jaguars team is capable of, of being a decent team this year, like a six to seven win team and maybe shock some people, have some upsets like they did last year. I don't think they're going to be like picking like number one or like number two, like they normally do, but that's what they're going to be average. But I'm going to say that they go to 0 and 2. I'm going to say the Colts have a much better game. And I'm going to say the Colts go to 1 0 and 1. So give me the Colts. Bounce back game. I think they'll look much better offensively this week. And I think they'll score 30. So I got the Colts winning 30 to 17. Glad Hill. Yeah. Give me the give me the Colts. I agree with you. I think they will have a bounce back. I, again, I, I've always loved their organization. Love love Chris Ballard up there, the GM. Still like Frank Reich, although if they lose this game, there may be some questions starting to circulate there potentially, especially after the collapse last year. Uh, I think I think Matt Ryan's a much safer quarterback than Carson Wentz, so they, they should be. Honestly, this team should be right on the cusp of, of the playoffs, if not winning their division. Honestly, with with the way the Titans looked last week, you know, and, and with with Jacksonville and, and Houston, you know, not quite, you know, still considered to be in, in rebuilding. I think the Colts are still the favorites to win this division. Uh, they got to get this win though. I think they'll do it. I I, I still love what the, the pieces they have offensively. I just think that you know they. I think there's some questions they need to answer, um, some things they need to figure out, especially the, with the old line. You know, they, they kind of need to step, you know, play a little bit better this week. But I, I heard something interesting um, on on the Coward Show that O line play was was down across the league, which is really interesting. I think um, I think we're kind of shifting into you know these guys aren't really playing as much in the preseason anymore. A lot of them, you know, the chemistry is kind of developing into the first couple weeks of the season. So it may take some more time for these teams, especially on the offensive line, to gel and to build chemistry. Because um, that kind of is a, a chemistry unit. You kind of have to, you know, be working with these guys for a little bit to to build that. So, um, but I think with the Colts, I think they'll get it done this week. Let's go twenty six to seventeen. I would love to see the Jaguars get in the win column, though. That would that would be really cool to see. I'm rooting for you, Jacksonville. I still love Doug Peterson as a coach. I think. At some point, they got to start winning games. I just don't – I don't know. They're at home, so maybe they got a shot. But, you know, I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Colts here. Preston? Uh, well, well, well. Look what we have here. Colts and Jags. Listen, the AFC South is trash this year. 
Let me just put that out there. Also, I'm just going to add Carson Wentz definitely played better than Matt Ryan last week. The only reason Matt Ryan got all those yards is because in gar- here's the thing about Matt Ryan. He only knows how to play in garbage time. He can't run an offense for his life. That's been the problem the last four years. He gets all of his stats in garbage time. Okay? Listen, the only reason the Colts came is because Davis Mills panicked. That's it. Davis Mills is is, is going to be a good quarterback this year. They might lose some close ones because of his youth and his inexperience. But the, the Texans joke this year. They actually have decent, decent players. And then you see uh, Rex Burkhead in there running the ball for them. So uh, <laughs> he had a decent week fantasy-wise. But I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take Jacksonville this week. I think Jacksonville showed some things last week against the Commanders. Unfortunately, they choked that game away as well. I think Trevor Lawrence, um, he's just going to get better as the season goes on. And I think that RPO offense is going to be, you know, I mean, the Colts defense is good, obviously. But I think the RPO defense is going to, or RPO offense is going to do enough to get past the Colts. So I'm going to go ahead and say the Jaguars win this game 27 to 23. I like it. And uh, I know, Preston, you're a little bit higher on the Jaguars this year, so Hopefully they get a win for for uh, your sake and and my sake too because I want I want I want to see Trevor Lawrence get that win I think that'd be really cool so we'll see what happens next game got a pretty good one right here we have the Miami Dolphins going on the road to play the Baltimore Ravens Dolphins did upset them last year that was pretty cool I, I can't remember I think it was Thursday night football that they upset them if I'm not mistaken and uh, I'm pretty sure Jacoby Brissett started that game too because Tua was hurt I, I'm just starting to think about that game Lamar did not have a good game. Uh, Preston, what is the spread in this game right now? We have Baltimore as a 74% pick them on the app. The Ravens are favored by three and a half. Okay. Let's see. I picked last one first. Preston, I'll let you start this one. Who do you got? Yeah. So with this game, right? I think the, um, the Ravens are going to be really good this year. I think the Dolphins defense is going to be really good this year, but two is going to struggle. The Ravens defense, you know, mediocre, right? But I think Lamar looked great last week. And, you know, Miami definitely could make it tough on Lamar. Lamar's going to have to throw the football, football, make tough passes. And he was able to do that last week. So I'm going to say he repeats again this week. Um, he's able to throw the ball well. But I wouldn't be surprised if Miami found a way to win this game matchup-wise. Um, I just think Miami's defense can make it tough on Lamar. So I wouldn't be surprised if Miami won at all. But I'm going to go ahead and say... Uh, Ravens went in a close one, 23-21. Miami covers. Okay. Gledhill, who do you got? Yeah, Dolphins Dolphins might be the most fascinating team in football to me right now just because of, of, of the, the new, that new offense there with um, Mike McDaniel coming over from, from San Francisco. Uh, Raheem Mostert running back um, to see how Tua continues to play. I, I think he had a, you know, some really good moments this past week. And, and we know that they have that scary defense. I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the Dolphins to pull an upset here. I think I think the Dolphins. I think they're gonna. Um, I love their defense, so I think they'll make plays on that end, and I uh, I think they'll I think they'll be able to move the ball well on offense, get a good run game going. Two is gonna make some good throws. Still think he's pretty accurate, and I'm gonna take the Dolphins to pull off a little bit of an upset here and win twenty eight to twenty six. Hold the phone. Hold the phone. I've thought about it a little bit more. I'm going to change my pick. I'm going with the Dolphins. I'm Y'all going with the fuckers. Dolphins. Yo. Y'all, I'm sorry. Excuse <laughs> my language. 
I might have to edit that out, but yo, I hate y'all, bro. I literally hate y'all because I literally wanted to go last on purpose because I thought you were picking the Ravens. I was going to be the only one to pick the Dolphins, damn it. I hate y'all, bro. I hate y'all. Now watch. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to complete the upset here. I'm going to complete it, all three of us, and guess what? The Ravens are going to win. Thank you, guys. I'm going to blame this pick on y'all because y'all did this to me. Not anybody else. Y'all did it. All right, flip side, flip sides, bro. Flip sides like Anakin. No, 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 no. I don't want to glad hell jinx this. I got Dolphins winning. I was gonna pick. What, the what if I'm? What if I'm glad hell jinxing it? Maybe you are. Then all three of us are wrong. All I know is I'm gonna pick the Dolphins to win because I think they're gonna win this game. And if they don't win this game, it's gonna be because y'all decided to go with y'all. Y'all decided to change y'all's pick. Gledhill, quick switch, pick the Ravens. Don't do it, Gledhill. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. No, uh, yeah. I mean, all things considered, I love the way the Dolphins played last week. Anytime you can shut down a division rival that way, cause turnovers, and Tua doesn't have to really play all that well in the you know process, I think that's a really good sign. Jalen Waddle was unleashed. I do think that they could trade a guy like Mike Isiki and try to get another offensive lineman because I I do question their O line a little bit. Uh, and they don't use Gasecki that much in that offense. Say Gasecki again. Gusecki? Say Gasecki again. Gasecki? Is it Gasecki or Gasecki? I thought it was Gasecki. Gledhill, what is it? Mike Gasecki or Mike Gasecki? I think it's Gasecki. Mike Gasecki. Mike Gasecki. Gasecki, Gasecki. I think it's Gasecki. You might be right. It might be Gasecki. Anyways, I think they should trade him. Uh, and try to get another offensive line because I I, I am a little concerned of their O-line a little bit. Uh, and you got to protect your quarterback. So that's an important thing. So, yeah, uh, I like the way the Dolphins are playing. I don't think – I'm not – no, I think the way Lamar played last week is absolutely phenomenal. But at the end of the day, it was against the Jets. And I think they're going to be a little bit more tested this week against a better team and a way better defense. So I got the Dolphins winning. And a uh, really close game. I think this has 24 to 20 written all over it. So I'm going to say 24 to 20. Dolphins win. Next game. Oh, my goodness. We might be seeing a massacre on live television at 3.05. We have the Atlanta Falcons. They're going on the road to play the Los Angeles Rams. And I say a massacre for one reason. And that's because the Rams are pissed from last week. Now, say what you want about, oh, they got embarrassed by the Bills. They're going to have a Super Bowl hangover. This is the start to their hangover. They're going to have a like they're going to have a bad season. Pump the brakes a little bit. They're pissed. Matthew Stafford played awful. What? He threw three, four interceptions last week. Played awful. They got embarrassed at home. They were shook, man. Jalen Ramsey got cooked by Stephon Diggs. That was bad, bro. Like everything that could have gone wrong in that second half went wrong. I don't think anybody expected it. We were 50-50 on the picks. I think seven of us picked the Rams. Seven of us picked the Bills to win that game. I was a part of the Bills. Gledhill, I, I don't remember. Did you did you pick the Bills to win that? No, you said you picked the Rams. That's right. That's right. I remember. Preston, I know you ended up picking the Rams because you, you thought they were going to be a little bit more fired up. Uh, we saw that the second half, the Bills just completely took over that game. And say what you want about Josh Allen. He pretty much almost had a false game. I know he threw two picks. One of them wasn't his fault. The second one, you could argue... Maybe it wasn't his fault as much. I mean, I still, I just think the defender made a perfect play, but it was all Bills that second half. 31 to 10 killed them. I think the Rams and Sean McVay are going to adjust because they're a good team. And that Falcons, you had your chance. You had your chance to win that game against the Saints. You were up big 
And when that fourth quarter was getting closer and closer, I kept texting Preston and Glenn. I was saying, oh my God, Atlanta's about to do it again. They are really about to choke this game away. And guess what? They choked it. The Atlanta chokers, that's all they do. That's all they're good at is choking. I'm glad they ended up losing that game because, like I said, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to pick them to win that many games this year, and I'm definitely not picking them to win this game. You're, you got me out of your mind. Preston, what is the spread in this game? I'm interested to see how much the Rams are favored by. Rams are favored by 10 and a half. Yep. And they will beat them by over 10 and a half. So give me the Falcons or I'm sorry, the Rams to win. They have a bounce back game 34 to 16. It will be a massacre. All right. Glad Hill. Who do you got? Yeah. When, when really good teams, you know, great team, especially teams coming off a of Super Bowl, when they kind of get shocked in that first game back and things don't go well, the team kind of buttons up. In the following week, I think I think it's an opponent that they are far superior to. I believe in the, in the Falcons, um, who have some really good young players, by the way. But but the interesting to see how you know some some of their young young weapons do, how Kyle Pitts does, how Drake London does in this game. But uh, Rams are the far superior team. I'm interested to see how they respond. I, I think they're going to respond well, and I think they'll they'll roll in this game. I think it'll be you know I think it'll be like 38 to 20 or something like that. I think they'll have no issues. I do think they'll cover. Yeah, going Rams. Okay, fair enough. Like, we'll be able to kind of gauge, like, how the Rams are going to be if they come out and they still kind of look sloppy and barely, you know, barely win this game or maybe don't win in convincing fashion, then I think maybe, okay, maybe we can start overreacting a little bit on, oh, well, maybe they are kind of having a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover. So watch watch out for that when they are playing, how their body language is, how they respond to that Bills loss because they got beat down. Preston, who do you got? Yeah, um, I don't think the Rams are, you know, I, I think they are having a Super Bowl hangover, and I don't think they're going to cover this game, but they are going to win the game. I say they win 26 to uh, 19. Okay. I, I got to throw in a little bit of breaking news, and I say breaking, it was an hour ago, but i just now seeing this. Uh, if this is going to change anybody's opinion, uh, the Buccaneers right now are having a little bit of a, an injury report heading into their Sunday game versus the Saints. Tom Brady, non-injury related, did not participate. Mike Evans, calf limited. Leonard Fournette, hamstring limited. Russell Gage, hamstring, did not participate. Chris Godwin, hamstring out. Julio Jones, knee, did not participate. Quarterback Zion McCollum, hamstring, did not participate. Brashad Perryman, knee, limited. Donovan Smith, left tackle, elbow, did not participate. Tristan Warps, a dominant, limited participant. We feeling okay? We still feeling good about the Bucks? Sounds like they have a lot of old guys that need rest on their team. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to overreact here, uh, but I see one, two, three, four, four hamstring problems on that team. So get a new trainer, damn it. Holy crap. Four four hamstring injuries? Come on, man. I guess you're right, Preston. Old men need their rest. Facts. Uh, Gledho, are you you still feeling okay about the Buccaneers this game? Well, I may switch it later, but I'm going to stick with it for now. All right. Just thought I'd let y'all know. Next game, we have another division rival showdown right here. We have the Seattle Seahawks going on the road to play the San Francisco 49ers. If I'm not mistaken, I think Seattle swept them last year. Yeah. Yeah, they did. They swept them last year. Let's talk a little bit about Geno Smith last week. That man was balling, bro. Or I say last week, Monday, like just the other day. That dude was balling, man. I think he came in with a little bit chip on his shoulder. Maybe the Broncos kind of slept on them coming in. You know, Russ's home coming back in Seattle. 
maybe the the nerves got to him a little bit, uh, took him a little bit to get going. They didn't score until that Jerry Judy touchdown, which was big, played for them. Uh, but the Seahawks came out ready to play. And I think, uh, you know, I give a lot of credit to Geno Smith. You know, he's been in this league a long, long time. You know, we all saw him at West Virginia back in the day when he, you know, destroyed Texas. And, you know, he was that big quarterback going into the draft. So uh, he's been around for a very long time. And I, I think he just came in with a chip on his shoulder. And I respect the Seahawks for winning that game because, I mean, I think a lot of people, you know, counted them out. I think only 5% picked them in that pick, 95% had the Broncos winning based on the ESPN pick them. So a lot, I don't think really anybody, maybe unless Hawk fans knew that Seattle was going to win that game. And probably most Hawk fans didn't even think they were going to come out and play that good. So I think Geno Smith was just ready to go. Uh, they were talking a little bit about it on the sidelines about like how he didn't think he would ever start again. And he didn't know if he was ever going to start again for a team. And so he came into practice with the mindset of I'm going to start every game, even if I don't play. So you know, I think that that's a good mindset to have as a backup quarterback. Uh, and now he's a starter. So I think the way he played last week, I don't think we're going to see Drew Locke anytime soon, if I'm being honest. Uh, so I think Geno Smith is coming in to prove something this year. Uh, they're going up against the 49ers team uh, who had a little bit of a stinker game against the Bears. And I say stinker games because I really do think that they're still the better team than Chicago. I think if that was a good weather game, you know, the 49ers probably would have won that game. And you can make the same argument with the Bears. Maybe if it was a better, you know, weather game, maybe the Bears would have played better. You know, who knows? I don't think it's fair to overreact to this game too much. As I go back and watch that game, the 49ers offensive line got obliterated by this Bears defensive line. I mean, they were all over Trey Lance and Trey Lance made some, he made a critical mistake at the end of the game that put the Bears, you know, to kind of seal the game. Uh, they won 19 to 10. So I got to give credit to Justin Fields. He I, he did outplay Trey Lance. Now, I don't think it's a fair judgment to say that the Bears are better. I mean, they're better for now, obviously, because they beat them. But I still think when it's all said and done, the 49ers are going to be in the playoffs and the Bears are not going to be. That's just my assessment. That's my non-biased week one, non-overreaction. I think it was a little bit of a stinker game, bad weather. But I do give credit to Justin Fields. He did outplay Trey Lance in that game. So Preston, what is the spread in this game? Uh, the 49ers are favored by 10. Okay. Gledhill, do you think the 49ers will bounce back and get their first win? I do think they will. Um, I think the interesting question for this team is obviously how much tolerance do they give Trey Lance because you have a winning quarterback on your roster. I sent you that stat last weekend, Eric, about yeah. uh, Kyle Shanahan being, what, 8-29 and 29 or something without Jimmy G in the starting lineup, 31-14 and 14 with him. I mean, that's... That's, I mean, that's a big sample size too. That's like multiple seasons mm -hmm. um, of samples, which is pretty crazy. So, yeah, you have a winning quarterback in your locker room. You have guys on your team that believe in this guy because he took you to the NFC Championship game last year. They had that really emotional, hard-fought victory in the cold weather up in up in up at Lambeau in the divisional round. Just after that, another emotional game down in Dallas. Two massive wins on the road back to back. You know, it's, it's one of those weird dynamics where at this very moment, Jimmy Garoppolo is the better quarterback, but Trey Lance has higher upside because he's younger and we see how he can spin the ball. We see the throws that he can make. We saw him make a couple really, really great throws and, and fit it in a couple tight windows there against the Bears. Um, but the only way that 
Trey Lance is going to get better is if he keeps playing over the guy who's the better quarterback. So that's a weird dynamic having those two guys in the building at the same time, especially when you have a really talented roster. You know, this isn't a you know a roster that wants to waste time experimenting with a younger quarterback. They want to win right now. So it's interesting. I still think they can win a lot of games with Trey Lance because if they do get a really good run game going, the offensive line kind of cleans up their play. I think they'll be just fine. But uh, yeah, it's something to keep an eye on how this team plays down the stretch, uh, how much tolerance they give Trey Lance. And because if they lose this game against the Seahawks, a divisional opponent that they should beat, you know, many people thought, oh yeah, Bears Seahawks will start 2 and 0, no problem. Well, they already lost to the Bears, so they better win this game. And if they don't, you know, there there might be some uh, you know, maybe he has a couple turnovers or something. There might be some noise there. So, I think they'll get it done though. I think they'll run the ball. I I, I do think their offensive line is going to play better here in week 2 against maybe a slightly lesser opponent in Seattle. And I, I think I think the 49ers are going to control this game and maybe keep the ball out of Geno Smith's hands. And, you know, I, I think Geno, he got off to a great start, but I, I wouldn't say he's, you know, I wouldn't overreact on Geno Smith. I think he's still, you know, happy for him that he played really well. But, you know, I don't I don't think the Seahawks team is, is special or anything at, at the moment. So, yeah, I'll take I'll take the 49ers. Uh, I ramble on long enough. I'll go 27 to 19. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I got the 49ers bouncing back. Yeah, I mean, like I said, don't overreact too much on that game last week uh, between the Bears. I mean, it's really kind of unfair to judge both teams based on that game because it was really just such a bad weather game. Uh, I mean, you look at the stats, Justin Fields versus Trey Lance. Justin Fields was 8 for 17, 121 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. Trey Lance was 13 for 28, 164, 54 rushing yards and uh, zero touchdowns and one pick. So like both quarterbacks didn't play all that well. And Justin Fields ended up playing a little bit better because Trey Lance made more mistakes down the stretch. And then Justin Fields had that big play touchdown uh, that, that put him up. So that, that was good for him. Uh, I, I, I think the funniest part about that game was that the Bears, they, I was watching it. They tried to dry the field with a towel uh, to kick a field goal. And uh, they got an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty for it. I thought that was hilarious. So, like, the weather was just so bad. Uh, but, yeah, on to the 49ers. I think the 49ers are going to bounce back. I don't see their O-line playing as bad as they did last week. And uh, being back at home, nicer weather, I think they'll beat the Seahawks. And uh, 78% have picked them to win. I'm going to agree with them. I like the way Gito Smith played last week or this past week on Monday night. But I just think, uh, like like you said, Gladhelp, they're nothing special. I just think they fed off the emotions of the home crowd. You know, Russell Wilson coming home, fired up, and Gita Smith just having a little bit of a chip on his shoulder to play that week one game. So, I mean, yeah, he was like 16 for 17 at one point, and he had completed eight different passes, you know, to different receivers. So, I just think they're ready to play, and the Broncos were just kind of shook. So, Broncos are still the better team. Yeah, I, I think Seattle's going to lose this one. So, I got San Francisco winning. You know, I think I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball as well because Elijah Mitchell is going to be out for a couple of weeks with the knee injury. So Jeff Wilson, uh, yeah, I, I think this game will be lower scoring. I'm going to take the under on San Francisco wins 17 to 13, low scoring game. Preston, who do you got? Dang, about time y'all passed the mic. Jeez. Lots to talk about, man. Yeah, no, lots to talk about. Both those games. The fact that Seattle won that game, low-key a fluke. The Broncos lost that game. Uh, even though Gino did play well in the first half, 
And then that game with the 49ers, the, the fact that they replaced the grass on that field two days before that giant storm, I'm like, what are y'all thinking? Like, And why didn't you guys cover it? That that grass was just a mess. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and pick the 49ers to bounce back this week. I say um, 49ers bounce back and win 26 to 10. They cover. I like it. All right. Let's go to the next game. And I know we always keep the Cowboys for last, but – we don't need to save the Cowboys for last. What do I what do I owe the Cowboys at this point, right? Like I don't owe the Cowboys anything. Oh, so now y'all want to avoid talking about the Cowboys? Avoid avoid talking about the Cowboys now? Uh, oh, yeah, because we always save them for last. Mm, mm, mm. Uh okay. no, because I just want to get them out of the way. Uh, because I really have, I mean, I'm gonna start because after I say this. I don't want to talk about them anymore. The rest of this episode. Okay. Is that fair enough? Is that fair enough for you, Preston? I mean, that's kind of a cop-out, but go ahead. Okay. In regards to the game on Sunday night, I really have nothing more to say other than the Cowboys are in deep trouble. That's really like all I got to say in terms of that game. I didn't watch the whole game, so I didn't even see what Dak, you know, jammed his finger or fractured his thumb or whatever he ended up doing to his figure. I didn't watch that part because at that point I had checked out. I had practice the next morning. Guys, I'm a cross-country runner. I get up at 6 o'clock in the morning every day. I got to go to practice. So those Sunday night football games, they go those Monday night football games, they go late. I don't get to catch all of them because I got to be up the next morning. Yeah, sometimes I'll stay up late to watch it if it's a good game. But the Cowboys scored three points. I was hoping that I would go to you know go to bed wake up and maybe they scored like a garbage type touchdown. I, I wasn't expecting to win the game at that point after I saw how the offense looked, but I was, you know, maybe thinking like, oh, okay, maybe the Bucks scored like two more touchdowns and maybe, maybe they win like, I don't know, like 27 to like, I don't know, Cowboys score like a touchdown and maybe a field goal. Maybe they win like 24 to 10, right? And okay, whatever you play the Bucks, you play Tom Brady, you lost at home. But I went back and watched it. And I woke up the next morning. I saw we lost 19 to three. And they, yeah, this team is in trouble. And then I started really thinking about it more and more and more. And I don't know how I didn't see this coming. And I, I owe everyone an apology because I picked the Dallas Cowboys to win this division. And this is not an overreaction. I promise you. There's some teams you can overreact to and some teams you can't overreact to. There's no overreacting with this Cowboys team, man. This Cowboys team is in deep trouble, deep, deep trouble. They didn't do anything this offseason. I was looking back on it. They lost Leo Collins. They lost Amari Cooper for nothing. They drafted Tyler Smith, who was kind of a penalty machine at Tulsa, but he played pretty decent. He played pretty decent, but that's not the problem. They have injuries to the offensive line. CeeDee Lamb has all this pressure to be a number one receiver. Don Schultz still hasn't got paid. Ezekiel Elliott's a shell of himself. You got Tony Pollard, but they don't even know how to use him. You got Kellen Moore, who keeps throwing, calling screen passes every five seconds. You got Mike McCarthy, who's an outdated coach. And then you got a dysfunctional owner who doesn't care anything more than money. So, and all the tickets he sells and, and, and just the fame of being Jerry Jones. So uh, that's all I got to say. This team is in trouble. This team is not going to do anything this year. And I'm glad it, I'm glad they showed me on Sunday week one. So I don't have to have any high expectations going into this year. You know, you have your delusional Cowboys fans, you know, that this is our year, or this is going to be the year that they do something in the playoffs, or this is going to be the year they go to the Super Bowl. At least now we know. At least now we know that this team isn't going to be shit this year. So 
I don't have to waste my time talking about them and getting all excited about these games this year because now I know. On to this game now. The Cincinnati Bengals, they had a bad game last week. Uh, Joe Burrow turned the ball over four times. They turned the ball over as a team five times. Uh, this is going to be a uh, ugly one. Yeah, I got the Bengals winning. I really have not, nothing much more to say. I'm done talking about the Cowboys. Don't ask me about the Cowboys. I don't want to talk about them. I said what I needed to say. Bengals blow us out. Let's go. Bounce back game. 35 to uh, Cooper Rush. I'll give him 10. Yep. Cowboys, worst team in their division. Bengals going to finish top two in their division. Uh, Bengals go ahead and win this game 36 to 10. Pretty close. Yeah, Bengals are going to win this one. I think they'll have a bounce back week. Like the Rams, they were kind of. I think they'll be awakened by the by that loss. Uh, five turnovers is not going to happen very often for Joe Burrow. I I, I um, think he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. They'll bounce back from that. As for the Cowboys, yeah, I just I just don't see how they're going to score a ton of points right now. I just I just don't. You know, outside of Ceedee Lamb, who's your top target? Zeke's getting a little bit older. I, I, you know, offensive line is young. I, I just don't see how this team's going to score very many points. Um, and when you play a defense like Tampa, your, your holes are really going to get exposed. So, yep, not shocked. Um, I did pick the, the Cowboys, which I can't believe I, I did. But, yeah, I, I, I don't th- – I agree with you that, that it's not an overreaction, especially with Dak being out. I, I just don't see these holes being patched up anytime soon. So, uh, Bengals are going to win this one. I'll go 27 to – 13. I will say something nice about Micah Parsons because he's the only person worth talking about on this damn team. It took just 17 games for him to get 15 sacks. No one has ever done that ever. And you've, we've had some really good defensive players in this league. So Micah Parsons, I'm rep, I was repping your Jersey the other night. I'm going to be repping it every single week just to watch you play football because I absolutely love watching you play football. I don't like watching the Cowboys play football, but I like, I like watching you play football. So uh, Got to give Michael Parsons credit there. Okay, let's move on. We've been talking about the Cowboys too damn long. Next game, we got the Houston Texans. They're going on the road to play the Denver Broncos. Preston, what is the spread in this game? People are, are uh, still riding high on the Broncos this week. They had a 95% chance, uh, on, according to the pigskin pick them last week, to beat the Seahawks. Now they have a 96% chance to beat the Texans. Yeah, Broncos are favored by 10 this game, so monster spread. Monster spread indeed, man. I'll have you start this one, Preston. When you look at that spread, you just seem like a guy that would want to hammer the Texans to cover. And I, because I know you, and I know, I know you were saying that the Texans are going to be a little bit uh, slept on this year, and Davis Mills isn't bad. My prediction is you're going to pick the Texans to cover, but the Broncos to bounce back and win. But before you do pick, let's talk a little bit about the Seattle game and how they looked on their end. Because when I watch that game and I see how they lost that game, that game was nothing more than a rookie head coach making a boneheaded decision. They should have went for it on that fourth and five. They didn't. They settled for a 64-yard field goal. They thought, I guess they thought their kicker was Justin Tucker. I mean, Brandon McManus is nice, but sorry, you're not going to be hitting a 64-yard field goal with Brandon McManus in Seattle, that home crowd. What were you thinking? That was a boneheaded decision. They went ahead and asked him about it, you know, the day after. And he said, looking back on it, we definitely should have gone for it. No shit, you should have gone for it. I mean, why Why would you think a 64-yard field goal in that atmosphere, the way the game was going, that had any chance? You trust your quarterback. You trust your team. They should have went for that fourth and five. They were in their own territory. Why would you not go for it? 
That was nothing more than a boneheaded decision by Nathaniel Hackett. He learned from it, I hope. I think they're going to bounce back this week. Uh, but Preston, it is your pick. Are the Texans going to cover? Hey, Broncos country. Left wide. <laughs> I saw that too. That was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I don't know. With this game, right, I am high on the Texans this year for ASC style standards. And, you know, that game against Seattle kind of worries me um, moving forward with the Broncos. They've got a talented team. But, you know, you can't turn the ball over. You can't fumble it three times. You can't fail to convert in the red zone twice. You know, it just comes down to them converting in the red zone. So I say they they fix those fumbling problems this week. Hopefully they don't catch a fumbling uh, bug all season long. And I think they're going to score in the red zone this week. Um, and I actually think that the Broncos are going to cover. I actually don't think the Texans will. I think the Texans are going to struggle um, against a solid Broncos defense. And I think, you know, Mills is probably going to try to force some things. He just panicked at the end of last week. Now he's got to he's got to get his bearings back. And I think he'll he'll be back ready to go mentally uh, for week three. But I think he's going to struggle this week um, because of the way things ended up finishing up last week. So I'm going to go ahead and say Broncos win 26 to 10. Gladhill, what do you think? I think the Texans put up some more points. I think it'll be a little bit closer, but I'll go 24-21. Yeah, I might, I might just take time. Got a new head coach in there. Um, I know a lot of people are kind of relating what happened in the Monday night game with Hackett back to what happened in, in at Lambeau a couple of years ago with the, with, when the Buccaneers were in town for the uh, NFC Championship game um, and uh, you know kicking that field goal instead of letting Aaron Rodgers go for it there. I'm not honestly, I don't really remember the whole context of that situation, but um, basically they're saying you know. They're kind of yeah. They're reading what what happened here back to that time, and uh, you know, really questioning Hackett's decision making. Um, I think it just might take take some time. I think new head coach, quarterback, it's tough early on in the season. I'm glad I didn't pick the Broncos to win this division, just because I I think although they're they're talented, and I think they could be a nine ten win team. I think this team is a year away from really you know competing for competing for a spot at the top of that division with like the Chargers and, and the Chiefs. So I think they'll win though. Let's go 24, 21. It's going to be close. I like, uh, I like Davis Mills. Excited to see how he does the rest of the year. I love Davis Mills. I, I actually, I'm actually a big fan. I'm sold. And like I said last week, uh, I don't know if it's because the, the Texans are in Texas and they've been bad, you know, for a while. So I just want to see them, you know, succeed and be pretty, pretty decent. I don't know if that's his, but something about them, man. I don't know if it, maybe I'm just a Davis Mills fan. I don't know what it is. Uh, I, I want to root for the Texans in games a lot. So uh, yeah, I'm rooting for them to win, uh, but I'm also kind of rooting for Russell Wilson, finding his group with his new team. And I think he's going to do just that this week. I think they're going to bounce back. Uh, you know, mile high is always a tough place to win. And uh, I don't think the Texans are going to go in there and surprise anybody. Uh, I think this Broncos team is going to look much better. I think Russ is going to be a little pissed off from last week. And uh, Preston, you might be onto something with that Jerry Judy breakout season because that man, uh, he he had a big play in that in that game. Uh, so want to see him get more targets. The only thing that I'm a little bit mad about, and I don't know if this is on the offensive coordinator or if this is on Nathaniel Hackett, but Broncos, please use Javante Williams more. Like. Not just I'm not just saying that because I have him in fantasy. I'm saying that because this dude is super talented. He's easily the best running back on your team. And you saw when you used him, y'all got back in that game. 
Now, I get it. He fumbled on the goal line. After they had gave the ball to Melvin Gordon like five straight times, he fumbled. That was a good play by Seattle, bad play by Javante Williams. But the next drive, he had four catches, and they got and they scored. So use him. You can use him in the passing game. You can use him in the running game. He's a better running back than Melvin Gordon. Yes, I know they have a little bit of a one-two combo there, but Javante Williams, he's a second-year back. He's better than Melvin Gordon. You got to use him, man. You got to use him. Don't overuse him, but use him more. That's why you brought him on the team. This dude's a good, he's really solid. And then obviously still do your thing with Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. Those are two outside receivers that are, they're going to do good for you. Broncos win. Do they cover? Do the Texans cover? I don't know, man. I have no idea. I'll say, I'll say they cover. Let's go 30 to 21. The Texans barely cover. Next game, we have the Arizona Cardinals. They're going on the road to play the Las Vegas Raiders. Preston, what is the spread in this game? The uh, Cardinals, um, or the Raiders are favored by five and a half. Is that shocking big to you? Spread for, yeah, I, I think people are sleeping on the Cardinals. Okay. Gledhill, how are you feeling about this game? Oh, two teams who took some tough losses. Um, two Western teams who took some rough losses. Who do I have more confidence in bouncing back? Um, I have a lot more confidence in the Raiders, personally. Uh, I have a lot more confidence in Josh Daniels. I have a lot more confidence in Derek Carr than Kyler Murray. I think they looked a little sloppy this past week, especially on the offensive side, the turnovers they had, um, especially playing. Still kind of kept it close down the stretch. Still think this is a good football team. I think there's a couple places on defense where they might be a little weak, but still think they're good. Still contend for a playoff spot. Um, I think they're going to beat the Cardinals, and I think after this game especially, there's going to be a lot of concern in Arizona with the future of this team, with Cliff Kingsbury, and uh, and you know a lot more uncertainty about maybe Kyler's for future as well. And not so much, but uh, I, I think the uh, I think the Raiders will get this one done. Let's go 28-21. I agree with you, Gledhill. I actually agree with you. I have the Raiders winning this game. Uh, Preston, you can say I'm sleeping on the Cardinals all you want. I don't think they're going to be a good football team this year. I really don't. I think they're going to be an eight to nine win average team. And Cliff Kingsbury is going to get fired. That's my prediction. Now I'll cut them a little bit of a slack. They played the Chiefs. Okay. The Chiefs are the Chiefs. They have Patrick Mahomes. They have Andy Reid. They have Travis Kelsey. Okay. But they still got Molly Walt, man. And I'd said that this team is not going to start as hot as they normally do at the beginning of the season. So I got to pick the Raiders. I mean, Derek Carr, he turned the ball over three times last week. I don't think he's going to do that this week. I think he's playing a much worse uh, roster overall. And I think he's going to have more time to get Devontae Adams involved. So I think Devontae Adams is going to be a big impact this game. And I think Hunter Renfro, he was a little quiet last game. He'll be more involved this game. So uh, I like the weapons a little bit more than the Raiders. I think the Raiders are a little bit better uh, overall as a team. And I think the Raiders are going to be... Like I said, I think they're going to be a solid playoff team this year. So I got the Raiders winning this game, but I think this game has the potential to be a shootout. So I'm going to say it's going to be higher scoring. I got the Raiders winning. Uh, let's go 28 to 24. Preston. Yeah, so I got to see the Raiders uh, up close and personal this weekend. Uh, from what I noted, there was a big issue with play calling um, in my decision. They, they failed to run the football um, against a Chargers team who was – the worst team in the league defending the run last year. You know, they did have a, a couple of plays, you know, where they were able to break out, get 10-yard runs. But those were the only times they ran the football. Um, if they would have ran the ball more, they would have controlled the game and would have played a lot better. 
Derek was also forcing the ball down the field. Um, he could have been taking Devontae Adams the entire game, but he wasn't. You know, they wanted to try and press the issue and throw it down the field. Renfro needs to be more involved. Waller needs to be more involved. They only used him a couple of drives. You know, he had mismatches all game. He had one wide open drop in the end zone. So I expect to bounce back this week as well. And, you know, I want to pick the Cardinals. I, I want, you know, Kyler Murray and them to do good and beat the Raiders. But, uh, you know, I'm not going to be confident in doing that until their defense shows that they can step up and play better. Um, and then they can avoid turning the ball over as much as they did this past week. Raiders, you know, hopefully the pick, play calling's a little bit better. Hopefully they run the football. Um, and hopefully Derek Carr gets the ball to his targets and the play callers put them in situations to succeed. So I'm going to go ahead and say Raiders win this game in a shootout. I don't think there's going to be a ton of defense. You know, I think whichever team gets more pressure on the quarterback is going to win this game. And, you know, hopefully the Raiders get a lot of pressure on the quarterback uh, with Max Crosby in there. So I'm going to go ahead and say Raiders win this game 20 spin. Uh, no, 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 no. Higher swing than that. Let's go 33 to uh, 27. Like it. All right. Sunday night football, Chicago bears go over the road to play the green Bay Packers. We always got this classic showdown. And it mostly always happens on Sunday night football. Uh, so bears fans are going to be coming in hot. And I say hot because, you know, they're high off that win. Seeing Justin Fields, you know, all the, the bears doing the slide in the rain. Like they're hype right now. They got that week one win. They upset the 49ers. They are filled themselves right now. Meanwhile, you got the Packers who got destroyed by the Vikings. Um, I, I want to pat myself on the back a little bit because I did say that the Vikings are going to win that game. And I'm, I'm glad I did. I was really confident in that game. I just thought that, you know, the uncertainty with the wide receiving core uh, and just, you know, the Vikings being a good team this year, I just thought the, the Vikings were going to, to be much ready to play. I think they're going to be much more approved. I thought they were going to be ready to go and beat this Packers team week one and a, a Packers team that always starts a little bit shaky. Remember last year, they got blown out by the saints uh, in that week one games. And everybody was questioning, you know, this team as a whole, Aaron Rodgers, this Aaron Rodgers, that. So yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, but at the end of the day, the Vikings won that game and I'm glad that it happened. I still think the Packers are probably going to win the division, but it might take some time for them to figure it out. So uh, we'll see what happens. Preston, what is the spread in this game? The Packers are favored by 10. A lot of 10-point spreads this week. Yeah. Okay. Packers are favored by 10. Preston, we lost Gledhill. We'll have to get him back here in a second. Uh, do you think we should be concerned with Green Bay at all going into this game, or, or, or do you expect them to bounce back? Um, I wouldn't be concerned with them this game because they're playing Chicago and Aaron Rodgers owns Chicago. But I am scared for them in the future. Uh, it's it's clear that Aaron Rodgers, um, after this first week, I think it's very apparent that he, you know, lies didn't necessarily rely heavily on Devontae Adams last year, but having Devontae Adams helped. And I know they had a good record uh, without him, but he really just doesn't have any help. I mean, he's had to rely on Randall Cobb, and they just don't have a deep threat to to stretch the field. Aaron Jones played well. They ran the ball well, but I think they what they're missing is a red zone threat. You know they struggled to score in the red zone. Honestly, their defense struggled as well. I think their defense is going to be better throughout the year, but the fact that they couldn't find Justin Jefferson on every like every single play, like at least just stay with him, that's a major concern. 
Uh, I think they'll tighten it up and they'll play well against the Bears this week. Uh, and I've got them winning this game. I'm going to say 24 to 14. I'm going to say they, you know, they hover right around the spread, but definitely some concerns defensively going forward. You know, without overreacting too much, because I know it was only week one, I think the Packers are going to be fine. But, you know, you gotta, I got to talk about what's what, what we saw that first week. You know, it's, it's on our mind. It's clear on our mind. And I got to talk about it because there were some three, there's three things I noticed in that game that was really concerning the Packers. And we'll talk about how good the Vikings did in that game when we get to their pick. But one, the, uh, the missed opportunities, you know, specifically that play to Christian, Christian Watson, their rookie wide receiver that they drafted, wide open. Aaron Rodgers hits him perfectly, goes right through his hands. That could have changed everything. He was wide open. That could have changed the, their momentum of the game. So we, if he would have scored that play, like how you know how much different would the game have been? You know, maybe that would have gave their defense more momentum. That would have gave certainly gave their offense more momentum. But it was just kind of like, oh my god, like boom. And that leads me into number two, the receiving core. I mean, come on, they don't have a red zone threat like Preston was saying. Sammy Watkins isn't the same Sammy Watkins that he once was. So that's not going to help them much. They rely too much on Randall Cobb, like you said. So you can't rely on these undrafted guys to come in and make an impact right away because they just don't have the chemistry down. And Aaron Rodgers even openly admitted that in the preseason that, you know, hey, these guys need to be better because it's not looking good right now. So uh, I'm glad I ended up picking the Vikings that game. Uh, but those were two major concerns I noticed off the back. And then the last major concern, it seemed like every single time in that game, Aaron Rodgers was getting hit one way or another, like getting hit too much under pressure, getting sacked uh, and just really didn't have much time to throw the ball. So those are three major concerns I saw in that game. Like I said, not going to overreact and it could be credit to Minnesota being a good team this year. Uh, but you know, those are, those are some major concerns going into the Chicago game. I think Chicago, don't sleep on them, man. They, they might be able to get a lot of pressure on Aaron Rodgers this game. Uh, but like Preston said, he owns Chicago. No, I'm not going to pick them to win. I'm going to pick the Packers to bounce back. But I do think that this uh, the Bears will cover. I think this game will be a lot closer than people think. I think, uh, I think Chicago is going to bring it. But in Lambeau Field, give me the Packers to win Sunday Night Football. This is going to be a dub for them. Uh, but like I said, watch out for uh, the Bears covering this game. Uh, so I will say Packers win this game. Let's go 27 to 20. They win by like a touchdown. So that's all I got to say about that game. Next game, we have two Monday night games. This is the first one. We have the Tennessee Titans. They're going on the road to play the Buffalo Bills. And uh, <laughs> Buffalo, what can you say about them? Josh Allen had a perfect, almost a perfect game, and he threw two picks. So, I mean, that, if that tells you what Buffalo is going to be this year, I mean, they're going to be scary. He was running the ball. Uh, dunking on, on freaking Bobby Wagner, getting in the end zone, hitting Gabriel Davis, hitting Stephon Diggs, cooking Jalen Ramsey, talking his shit. I mean, this Buffalo team, I mean, it's what you expected. Uh, meanwhile, you got a Tennessee team that had a really, really, really bad loss against the Giants. And I say bad is because like Tannehill put him in position to win that game. They had control of it and they, they missed the field goal. So uh, their defense kind of sold at the end there. We we all, uh, you know, Preston and I were talking a little bit about them being fraudulent this year. You know, onto this game, Preston, what is the spread? The Bills are favored by 10. Yep. Uh, you know, the Tines have been able to get the Bills number in the regular season uh, the past few years. They beat them during COVID and they actually beat them last year. Uh, Buffalo kind of sold on some play calling uh, there at the end that that game last year. But 
Different circumstances this year. The Buffalo Bills are going to blow out the Tennessee Titans in Buffalo. This is going to be an easy one. Josh Allen, four touchdowns. Give me it. Let's go. 35 to 20. Buffalo wins. Yeah. Um, this isn't a difficult pick if you just think about the two teams, but Monday night games always find a way to be closer being upset. Always. Okay. Since there's two Monday night games, I'm just going to go ahead and give this game the benefit of the doubt and say the Bills are going to win this game. And I I wouldn't be surprised if they covered just because, you know, Tennessee, they got a lot of fits. But if Derrick Henry is able to run the football, then I think they'll be all right. So I'm going to go ahead and say Bills win this game, uh, but Titans cover. Bills win 24 to 16. Okay. Those games being closer on Monday night, because we saw in that Seattle game that anything can happen, uh, especially when a team, especially when two teams are mismatched like that. So uh, I'll be eyeing it. Last game, Minnesota Vikings going on the road to play the Philadelphia Eagles. Preston, what is the spread in this game? Uh, Eagles are favored by two. Okay. So the Eagles are favored by two. 61% have Minnesota, 39% have the Eagles. Man, this is tough. But. I have to give credit where credit is due. And I'm going to pick the Vikings because I just think the Vikings are a better football team. The way Justin Jefferson got open last week, I don't think it's going to be the same case uh, this week. I mean, I don't know how the bike, I don't know what Green Bay was doing trying to guard Justin Jefferson last week. It was bad. Whatever they thought they did to, they was going to be able to contain him. It did not work. Uh, Maybe Justin Jefferson is just that damn good, but he was too wide open at some cases. Now, uh, he should have been NFC Player of the Week. I think he got robbed a little bit. I know, I mean, Saquon Barkley deserved it, but I think Joseph Jefferson deserved it a little bit more. Man, that dude's crazy, bro. You know, and he's playing a team that, uh, the team that could have drafted him, but they decided to draft, uh, who did they draft? They drafted Jalen Rieger instead. So, uh, and now actually, conveniently enough, Jalen uh, Rieger is on the, uh, the, the Vikings. So, uh, if that's a coincidence, uh, then boom, there you go. There, there's your storyline right there. Let's talk a little bit about Philadelphia. Philadelphia, last week, let up a little bit, uh, but I thought they looked good overall. I, Jalen Hurts actually was the most accurate quarterback when he was uh, past the sticks last week. I saw a stat this on that. He was the most accurate quarterback past the sticks, so credit to him for doing that. A.J. Brown, you know, what a phenomenal start to his first team. And then the run game, you know, continuing to be dominant like it was last year. I still think Jalen Hurts has a lot to prove as a passer this year. So that's why I'm not going to just go ahead and say, oh, just because the Cowboys suck this year, I'm going to give the division to the Eagles. No, I mean, the commanders might have something to say about that, especially if Jalen Hurts doesn't live up to that hype as a passer. The commanders could still be competing for that division. But I I still think the Eagles are the favorites, and they should be. And this is going to be a big test for them. Uh, you know, so early in the season against a Minnesota team that is hot off that win is really is going to be really tough to beat. So I think honestly, this might be game of the week. Uh, maybe it might not be game of the week in terms of how much points they score, but in terms of the hype around both teams this this season and the uncertainty with the NFC this year, uh, especially with some of the top end teams, we don't know how the Rams are going to look with the Super Bowl hangover. Maybe they have one. We don't know how Tampa Bay is going to look with Tom Brady and all that, you know, off season, you know, him retiring, coming back, you know, taking those few weeks off. 
uh, and having some family problems. We don't know. We don't know. So that leaves a lot of question marks with the Eagles. That leaves a lot of question marks with the Vikings. We don't know how the Packers are going to look this year with that receiving core. So this makes up for a good matchup. I'm excited for this one. I'm going to be eyeing this one on Monday night. Yeah, I think the Eagles are favored because the Vikings are on the road. I mean, that's really thank. Uh, but Preston, I'm going to have to go with the Vikings. I, I'm going to have to go with the Vikings. I think they're the better football team. But I do think that this game is going to be close. I could see a scenario where Kirk Cousins has a, a rough game and Justin Jefferson kind of comes back to reality this game because the Eagles defense, you know, creates more problems. But I'm going to take the Vikings. I'm confident that the Vikings are going to win this game. I don't think Jalen Hurts. I think Jalen Hurts is going to have to throw the ball a little bit more this game. And I think he's going to struggle a little bit more. Uh, so give me the Vikings. Give me the Vikings to win a close game. And I think this is going to be a, a, a really – this is going to be a real big battle for both teams. So no one gets off easy this game. I'm going to say Minnesota wins 29-26. to 26. Yeah, this is a tough game. I might switch my pick, you know, before the game happens, kind of depending on how the rest of the week goes and uh, how people are betting on this game. I feel like a lot of people are going to pick Minnesota in this game. So I'm going Philly. I think I, I tend to like the underdogs in Monday night football games. I say Eagles go ahead and win this game in a close one, 26 to 24. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think that's fair. Uh, so we have some pretty hard games this week, Preston. Uh, you know, that game's hard. Raiders and Cardinals can be hard, especially if the Cardinals bounce back. Uh, what else is hard? Miami and Baltimore. I know we've all picked the upset there. That one can be a toss up. Indianapolis and Jacksonville. I mean, as much as I hate to say it, it's probably going to be a, uh, a close game. And, uh, you know, you never know, especially with the Colts look last week. Giants and Panthers is a toss up. Tampa Bay and New Orleans can be a toss up the way Tom Brady's played them in the past. Detroit Commanders, I have no idea. And then, of course, the Chiefs and the Chargers. So there's some great games this week. I'm super excited. Preston, if you don't have anything else to say, then uh, I guess I'll catch you next week. Sounds good. Catch you, brother. All right. We'll see y'all.